in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, we will receive it. Now, you can doubt that if you want to, but that's Bible. That's not Jones. That's Bible. That's the word of God. And by the, by the scripture, we tried to bring some, some of the seed that were planted in the Old Testament, the bed of the Old Testament, and see it grow into developing exactly what God intended for it to be. We could believe God. I can believe God, Brother Butch, but I can't believe the devil. See, the Bible said the devil's a liar and the father of, of what? All lies. Now, if there's anything that, that, that we don't want, we don't want our father lying to us. Now, if you're serving the devil, you've got a lying father. I'm sorry, but you've got a lying father. He will not tell you the truth. He just won't do it. He's a liar. <laughs> oh, I told you he's going to get nervous today. He got a right to get nervous. I'm after his hide. He has aggravated you enough. He's aggravated. He, you know, he's had a heyday. But, uh, you know, it's, it's time to bail. Let's, let's get it bailed up. Praise God. Everybody here happy to say praise the Lord. If you're not happy, we're sorry. Praise the Lord. The cross. The cross. The cross. Jesus went to the cross. I get my knife mixed up. Friday night, we tried to teach a, a simple lesson of who he is. He's not the third person nor the second person in the Godhead. He is the only person. Only. The scripture said, In him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily when you read god and father what do you think of i was fixing to throw this thing at somebody somebody didn't say spirit when you open your bible and you see the word god in the scripture or father in the scripture you automatically get it in your mind that's talking about the spirit not a person In the beginning, God created. That's a spirit. The spirit created. All right. That's Thursday night. And we tried to bring it up to who he is. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel. We read that in Matthew 1.23, wasn't it? Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with, with who? Who? Who's he with? He's with us. My Lord. If God's with us, if God is with us, what are we afraid of? Right. 
heard a good definition of fear. Uh, I was at a meeting and it had nothing to do with religion. But uh, this man said, I'm going to give you a definition of fear. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. And I thought, that's worthy of writing down. And I wrote it on everything that I could think of and I look at it. False evidence appearing real is fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. Not just fear, all fear. Now, it's according to how much in love you are with Jesus Christ. It's according to how much love you are in, if you're in love with Jesus Christ, open your Bible there, brother, to John 1, 1, St. John. If you're in love with Jesus Christ, then you're going to have to be in love with what you're holding in your hand there, brother. What is that? What is this? The Word. That's the Bible he's got. Me. Hold it up so they see what we're talking about. If you love Jesus Christ, you're going to have to love this. For it says what? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. 14th verse said. And the Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. That's Jesus Christ. Now, if you're in love with Jesus Christ, you're in love with his word. Now, I'm going to tell you something up front, point blank. There's not no five different denominations. There are a lot. Well, maybe I should rephrase that. There are not five ways to be saved. This is not, you are not sitting inside of the traditional word church. You cannot join this body. You're born into this. We are the body of Christ. Now, maybe you want to be a church member, but I want to be a member of Christ in particular. Jointly fit. I want, I want to fit into the program of God. I want, I want His plan, His will uh, to be accomplished. So in order for us to, uh, to understand this, we, we must understand what this cross means. Uh, the cross where Jesus hung was nothing but a tree, wood, spikes drove in His hand, crown of thorns put on His head. That cross had absolutely nothing, nothing. Nothing to do with my salvation. Those things they drove in his hands, those spikes had nothing to do with my salvation. When they pushed that spear between his ribs and water and blood gushed out, there was a price paid for the sins of the whole world. Who paid that price? He was called the what? The Lamb. Right. He is the Lamb of God. He is a Lamb that was brought as a slaughter. To the slaughter, He opened not His mouth. He shed His blood. If you go back in, in, into Moses' uh, teaching, uh, not, uh, not Moses, let me back it up here. If we go back into the time that the children of Israel were in bondage, 
And they are in bondage and they cannot get out of bondage. The Egyptians are their rulers, their taskmasters. They not only told them what to do, but how much to get them. And the day come, they increased that, took bringing the hay and straw to them and made them gather the hay and straw and keep making as many bricks as there was before. And God spoke to Moses to go lead my children out. While Moses was in the process of this, there was a night that came in these people's life. And God said, tonight, the death angel is going to sweep through this camp. This country is going to feel the effect of the move of the death angel. And there's not but one thing that is going to bring protection to anybody in this area. Only one thing. You are to take the blood and you are to put it on the mantle and on the sides of the door. And when the death angel comes and sees the blood, it will pass over your house. Moses explained this to Pharaoh. He explained it to uh, the Egyptians. He explained it to uh, the people, the Israelites, that he was there to lead out. And uh, some did not believe it like some today will not believe the word of God. I feel sorry for you that can't believe the word of God. Now, I can see how people can get so mixed up today because they listen to so many different kind of extort. You know, these people, what do they call them? Uh, they are explaining. Orators. Orators. I'm not, gonna, I'm not up here to be an orator. I'm up here to show you some scripture that says this is how we get saved. What I think don't really amount a whole lot to you, but what the Bible says is what's going to count. Will you build on the word? Will you fall in love with the word of God? And if it says come out from them and be separate, will you just simply say, hey, I've got to walk out and be separate. Bless God, that's what it says. Say, well, I don't understand it. Don't have to understand it. You have to obey it. Just walk out and be separate. Just say, well, 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 so-and-so's not. I don't care about so-and-so. We're talking about you and me being saved. We're talking about me and you making heaven. We're talking about me and you having victory over the devil. You can't serve two masters. You've got to serve one. All right, so here we are to the cross where Jesus Christ shed his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins now this is all scripture i i did not want to bring all this scripture because we're going a little further than this i think most of you uh, at least know where i'm at i hope so i hate to try to teach and feel like i'm going crazy you know goofy up here i'm really not goofy i just have a lot of fun praise god and if i can't have fun in the house of god i don't want to go this is not a dread to me. This is joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that Moses said had to be applied uh, for salvation, Jesus Christ came and he shed his blood that you and I could get under the blood, behind the blood, and be safe. That's the only thing that's going to cleanse your sins. Nothing in the world, nobody, nothing anybody could say, no ritual nobody's going to speak, nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ is going to cleanse 
your life free from sin. So don't argue with the word of God. It's, it's useless. You know, because when you get through arguing, it's still going to say, except the man be born again of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot see it or enter it. John 3. Amen. So, there's no use getting into no argument here today. If you don't believe what I'm saying, just mark it down in your Bible and prove to me I'm wrong. For if I'm wrong, says the character, I want somebody to tell me. Because if I understand the book right, wrong is not walking into heaven. Wrong's not coming out of the grave at the rapture. So it behooves us to be thankful that we can be right. And the only way I know I can be right is this word. Amen. Now, born again of the water and the spirit of the water, Matthew 28, 19. Maybe we ought to read that. Just make sure that you understand what I'm talking about. Who's got it? Oh, Joe, you got it? Somebody got it? Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them. In the name. Now, does that, everybody's Bible say the same thing? Look at it. Look at your Bible. Matthew 28, 19. Does it say baptize them in the name name of, of of Jesus praise the Lord uh, Sister Jones come up here come over here and sit with this fine young lady and help her find the scripture she's trying to find the scripture would you mind and my wife will help you honey you need to see this in the Bible and I am not going so fast that you can't look it up and I'm not embarrassing her I if I would ask about half of us to find the book of Jonah or the book of Job or something, we'd all go to flumping through our Bibles too. You know, so we're not trying to embarrass nobody. I just want you to be sure and see what we're saying. It is the most important if you just understand one thing that you understand it correctly. No use trying to cover a million things this morning when we need to understand one correctly. All right, he said, go you there and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, N-A-M-E, name, of the Father. Who's reading, sister? And of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, that is the only way Jesus Christ said this. And that is the only way that a human being can be baptized correctly. There is no other formula given. You must believe the Bible. You say, but so-and-so teach. I'm not talking about what nobody's teaching. I'm not contradicting on purposely anybody's teaching. I am simply going to believe the Word of God. That's all I'm going to do. If anybody else got problems with it, that's their problem, not mine. I'm here to tell you it said in the name of the Father... Now, to obey that scripture, there's, there's three things I must identify. What is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son? And what is the name of the Holy Ghost? Father is not a name. How many fathers in here? See, you'd say, hey, Father, stand up. Oh, a bunch of would stand up. That is not a name. How many sons in here? Well, 
Hey, son. Uh, you stand up. Well, see, that is not a name. It said in the name of the Father. I'm a Jones because my father's a Jones. Hey, Bill, are you a Jones? Did you tell me your name was Jones? Can you say yes, sir? Yes, sir. Can you say yes, sir? I want to know if you can say it. I know, but can you say yes, sir? Okay, that's all I want to know. He can't say it, so I don't expect him to, see? All I'm asking, can you say yes, sir? You know, I'm not trying to play no trick on him. The devil's playing the trick on that man, not me. Now, you get your eyes where it belongs. That boy's being tormented by a devil. I'm not tormenting him. You know why he's got a headache this morning? Not because I'm up here teaching. Because the devil don't want him loose today. That's why. The devil don't want him. He don't want to turn loose of that little warrior. Hey, he's a good warrior for the devil. He, he got a headache. He can't hear nothing I'm saying. He, he can't comprehend. He's too sick. He's too bad. Hey, devil, you lying devil. Get out of that boy and leave him alone. Let him hear what I'm saying. My God. <laughs> oh, you silly devil. You think anybody's afraid of you? You're crazy. My, 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 my. In the name of the Father. What is the name of the Father? I'm a Jones, Bill's a Jones because our dad's name. We don't have the same dad. We just happen to have a dad with the name Jones. What's your name? Boy, what a name. Samson. What's your name? Oh, I like that one. Smith. <laughs> All right. Why do we have different names? Because our Father's names are different. And when, when Jesus said, go baptize in the name of the Father, then Jesus made this statement, I and my Father are one. And he said in another place, I come in my Father's name. The Old Testament did not bear family names. Jesus Christ started family names. Adam and Eve, uh, Cain and Abel and, and Jacob and this Moses kids. You just, they didn't go by family names. Their names all meant something. They all had meanings to their names. Our names, we're just thrown together. You know, we're, we're Heinz 57. We're Americans. We just, our names are just whatever somebody thinks of and likes to give you. You know, no meaning at all. But when we come to be take on this name, we get the meaning that we need. Our name has a meaning then. We take on a family name. The bride's name. How do we do it? In baptism. In, we are baptized in the name of the Father. That's the name of Jesus. The name of the Son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Matthew 1, 21. Uh, the angel said to Joseph, you take Mary and then that boy is going to be born and, and uh, you call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. You want out of the sin in business? Get baptized in Jesus' name and go to walk in the biblical pattern of life. And then he said the name of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said this, I pray the Father. What is the Father? No. Come on here, everybody. Say spirit, 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 spirit. Come on. Everybody say spirit. 
spirit. Get this in your mind. The Father is a spirit. I'm going to have a kicking fit up here. <laughs> the Father is the spirit. God is a spirit. John 4 and 24 said so. That's not Jones, that's Bible. John 4 24 said it. God is a spirit. That's, that's plain. Okay. So Jesus said, I will pray the Father. He's not praying to another God. The first person in the Godhead or the second person in the Godhead nor the third person in the Godhead. He's praying to the Spirit. The flesh is saying, Jesus Christ is the body. And the body, the flesh is saying to the Spirit. He said, hey, I'm going to pray that the Spirit send back my Spirit for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in my name. And my name is Jesus. That's what he said. You're to be baptized in the name of the Father, which is Jesus. You're to be baptized in the name of the Son, which is Jesus. You're to be baptized in the name of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus. Acts 2.38. We, we don't have children up here. Somebody quote it for me. Surely we don't have to turn and read that. Well, he ain't listening. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Repent and be baptized. He didn't exclude no one. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Whoever, whoever give Peter the authority to do this? Well, you want to know where? It's 16th chapter Matthew. He said, Peter, who do men say I am? And so on and so forth. He said, who do you say I am? He said, well, Jeremiah and so on. We've done this the other night. We're just uh, kind of reviewing it. And then he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, my what? My what? My spirit. Boy, I'm going to kick you to shin man, if you don't get spirit down. <laughs> my spirit. My spirit. My spirit revealed this to you. Give you a revelation. The spirit of God. What's the Holy Ghost for? To lead you, to guide you where? Into truth. All truth. Come on, church. We got the greatest thing in the world when you learn who Jesus really is and how it really works and the power of his name and the power of his blood and the authority of that name. Oh, help me today, God. Devil, you're in trouble today. You shouldn't showed up your nasty head today. Our God, our God, our God, our our spirit, the spirit of Almighty is in this house this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name. Peter said that. He had the authority. Jesus said, upon this rock I'm build my church. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you loose on earth, Peter, and whatsoever you bind on earth, he had the key. He had the power. He had the authority. The Lord give it to him. And this business of Jesus Christ going to hell and wrestling with the devil and taking keys away from him, you find one scripture that will back that up. Jesus Christ never wrestled with no one. Never. He only spoke. I ain't going to wrestle with you either. We're only going to speak. I'm talking to that devil. Not the bill, the devil. You got to discern who I'm talking to up here. Y'all think I'm rude if you don't. I'm crude, but I'm not rude. 
But I hate the devil what he's doing to this boy. And this boy, this boy, this boy, and this girl, and this girl. I hate him. I don't like him. All right. I never will get through. My Lord, help me. What are we doing? We're just simply saying, if you want to be saved, you've got to fall in love with the Bible. You've got to fall in love with Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the Word. You can't separate them. You can't love one without loving the other. Said, oh, but I'm a good Christian. I love, I love the Lord and live like the devil. Quit your line out your mouth. Did you say that? What did you say? If you love me, keep my commandments. Boy, now I thought I was tough. You hear tough, tough? Tough just spoke. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Oh, hallelujah. So there's only one way to be baptized scripturally. You never was baptized. You got baptized in Jesus' name. You just got wet. Quit saying that. None of us ever got baptized correctly until we was baptized in Jesus' name. We just got wet. Come on. Let's tell it like it really is. We only got wet. When we got baptized, when we get baptized scripturally, we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and something definitely happens. There's an operation that goes, my Lord, Sister Elders, I know you're going to get on this teaching it, but there's an operation made without hands that separates sin from your body and you come up out of that water sinless. Let me tell you something. That water, that name of Jesus washes away sin. That blood takes care of sin and you become new creatures. If you don't become new creatures, you did not get what you need. Did not get what you needed. Because the Bible said old things pass away. Now friend, everything becomes new. Now help us God. Now don't get too, don't get too excited here and, and go to throwing shoes or books or something at me. But it, it, it might take just a little bit of time for this to fully develop. I don't expect out of a brand new born babe. I expect that babe right there to know what I'm saying like I expect her dad to know. I guess that's your baby. I hope it was anyway. I'm a I don't expect the baby to understand what the father and mother does. Do you? But I do expect that baby to know what this house of God's about. She's being taught that right now. And as she grows and develops, or as the babies grow and develop, they will grow and develop in the knowledge and the nurture of the Lord. Not in the ways of the devil and the... See, she already knows how to worship. Praise the Lord. Where'd she learn that? Right here in the house of God. I thought I'd get on by 12, but I've already took one hour. I don't know whether we'll make it or not. How many of you want to be saved? I mean, you really do want to be saved. Praise God. That's good. So, it's important, and I'm going to move to the next area of this, but it is important. If you do not understand what I have said, if you do not comprehend what I have been going over in this scripture, get with one of these saints 
get with sister elders, get with brother elders, brother. Uh, there are Bible teachers in here. There are home Bible study teachers in here. Get somebody. I don't get. Don't get somebody that don't know what they're talking about. Get somebody that knows and will tell you honestly what the Bible says. Because you see, if the man won't tell you honestly, just because me and you are friends, and just because I really like you, and just because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt your feelings. If I'm going to hurt your feelings by telling you the truth, and I say, well, I'm just not going to tell this man because I don't want to offend my friend. Man, I have offended God. And this boy will never know what's right because I didn't have the grit to look him in the eye and say, except you be born again. I told you the other night I got mad and wanted to whip a preacher when I got in church, so if you get that way, go ahead. But he said, I was going to hell. And I was a saved churchgoer. I belonged to the Baptist church. And he pointed back there to my wife, which was my girlfriend at that time. We were in high school. And he said, Bobby Joyce, Sister Bobby Joyce, you don't come on this platform and sing another song long you're going with that sinner boy. I'm not a sinner boy. I'm a Baptist. What is the matter with this idiot up there? I mean, he said that. He said that me sitting right beside her first time nearly out there went to Sunday school with her. And there was, he said, you don't come up here on this platform and sing it. Long you're going to that sinner boy. <laughs> the Jones temper bill. You know, I understand we got it. <laughs> we went to her house for dinner. I said, I do not like y'all's pastor. And Sister Jones's daddy jumped up and went, Pump! hit the table and he said, whether you like him or not, he's our pastor and we do not talk about our pastor in this house. You may not like him, but you better respect him. That was the saving of my soul. If her dad, if her dad had said, "Well, now that he just don't understand you now," but not her dad. He just, he just that old bold and blunt. Hey, I was picking up. He'd meet me in the barn every morning. I was in that truck, and I, he'd get up early. He'd meet me in the barn. He said, "I'm going to pray with you before you go." To, God, I dreaded to go anywhere in town then to herd folks and pick up milk. Because her dad was out there every morning to pray for me. A lost, saved Baptist. I thought, my God, my God, what's going on? That night we went to church, and, and he just pointed down. He just pointed right straight down to me. He said, you're going to hell. you lost. I couldn't take no more of it. I just said, I'm going to go whip him. <laughs> and I got up to go whip him. I mean, it was nothing else in my mind but whip him. I, and I was big enough to do it. <laughs> but I wasn't strong enough. When I got this far, you know what happened? I don't know either. Friend, it was all over. All over. There was an altar that set out like this. And Brother Lee Davis just looked at me and said, won't you just get down there and pray about it? And to this day, I can't tell you why. I just knelt down there like a lamb. Said, and then when I got down there, I said, my God, I don't even know how to pray. I'm saved and don't know how to pray. Don't know how to pray. Kenneth Hallett came and put his arm around me and hooked it under the bench on the other side. 
and he was an ex-football coach, big old husky guy, and there I was locked in. And Kenneth Hallett had me, and I couldn't wiggle, and he said, we're going to pray, boy. And I looked at him, the first time in my life I would ever admit it. This has to come in your life and everybody else's life. There comes a time you have to admit, I'm lost. I just don't have it. And I said, Kenneth, I don't know how to pray. And old wise brother Kenneth, he said, I'll help you. I'll teach you. Just kind of pray along with me. And he began to pray a sinner's prayer. He didn't go to praying, how great thou art in the heavens and the stars and the moon. He didn't go to praying, well, some ecclesiastic revelation somewhere. He went to praying that I, something I could understand as a sinner boy that didn't know how to pray. A human being that didn't know where he was with God. A human being that was so frustrated and so full of doubts and fears, broken homes and all this junk that kids go through. And, and here I was with a man teaching me how to touch the living God, how to talk to a living God, how to call on a name that was more powerful than any other name, had more authority than any other. Here's a man that loved me enough to help me find God. Let me tell you today, church, I am so thankful for those men in my life that knew how to lead me to God. Yeah, I was baptized in Jesus' name just a few nights. I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost in just a few nights. And spoke in tongue like, I don't know, whatever. I don't know whether it was a Chinaman or Russian or what. But buddy, I woke up. My mind was a-going. My tongue was a-flopping. I said, whoa, whoa, I got the Holy Ghost. Man, this is what they've been telling me about. I was laying there talking and talking to myself while I was a-talking. That may not make sense to you, but I was a-talking in tongues and a-talking to me. You got it, boy? That's what they're talking about. You really have got what they said. It's happening to you hallelujah friend you want some joy and some peace you really want to hey bill listen to me just listen to me you really want what you really want that's what you want you don't know it till you get it you ain't never had the best till you've tasted the best the whole world keeps making new things so we can say it's the best. The Holy Ghost don't change. It's the best. It never has to change. It's always the best. It never changes. Woo! Hallelujah. My God, it's just the best. Miss it? But man, right, let's get off my chart and down here where I'm, where I'm trying to talk. Everybody put a roof on this one. Gotta have a door in this one. This is the church. This is the world. And here me and you stand. What am I gonna do? What I'm gonna do? Well, let's uh, let's look at it. If we stay in the world, where are we gonna end up? If we get in the church and stay in the church, where are we going to end up? Now, what do you want to do? You want to go to heaven or hell? You got to get in one of these two. You got to get in one, one or the other. Uh, oh, Jesus, I'm so far off my scriptures here. You want to be saved? You want to be saved? Then all that's in the world is the 
Works for the devil. For the devil. You were born in the world. You were born in shaping in iniquity. You we're born sinners. We're not born saints. The only way you can get born in the church is born again. Nobody's born in the church. As a babe. That babe's born in this building, but not in this body. Now, don't worry about the baby as long as they're babies so they get the age accountability. You know, somebody said that always comes up. Well, what about my baby? Hey, they're in the hands of a living God. They're in better hands with Him than they are with us. Don't need to worry about them. We better worry about us. We've got to be accountable. We're the ones who've got to be accountable. So am I going to enjoy the ways of the world and reject the ways of the church? I should call this the body, but you understand what I'm talking about? And, and it's up to me. Nobody can make this decision but you. It don't really matter if you're baptized every day of the week if you don't get out of the world. Just getting baptized is not the total answer. Did I say something wrong? You have to have this spirit. You see this little sign up here of the spirit? When Jesus was on the cross, he said, My God, my God, and God is a... Spirit. <laughs> we made it. God is a spirit. He said, My spirit, my spirit, why are you leaving me? What is that? That is the flesh crying out to the spirit. That is the body. That body that, that, just like mine and yours, that fleshly body is saying to that spirit, listen, that spirit had been dwelling in that body and Jesus could say, peace be still and the storms would stop. Jesus could say, uh, be thy healed, stretch forth your hand and, and their arms were healed. He could say, come forth Lazarus and Lazarus would come forth. That spirit was in him, that spirit. But when that spirit left, he said, my God, my God. My spirit, my spirit, why are you leaving me? Because it's sacrifice time. It's time for the lamb to be slain. It's time for the blood to be spilt. And the body is the only thing that has flesh and blood. The body has to do this without the spirit. And so he died. The spirit lifted, the flesh died. And they buried him. They put him in a tomb. The third day he come out of that tomb. And in 40 days he ascended. And he ascended that he could send the Spirit back to you and I. And this begins our Christian walk right here. We've been talking about getting to that point. Our Christian walk is not of the world. It's in the world. There's a lot of difference in being in and of. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. What are you bunch of crazies? What are you all doing out here? You know, I told Sister Jones, here we were Thursday night in church, here we were Friday night in church, here we were last night in church, 
everybody are praying and here we are again this morning in church and lo and help me we're going to be here again tonight what's going wrong with you people all you think about is church well let me can you think of anything any better where were some of you last Thursday night when I give the Bible lesson Friday night where were some of you you needed it you didn't need to just hear me you need to hear the word of God don't you stay out of this house. You belong here. Why, if you was a member of the band that was playing the, the biggest hoopy hop in town, you wouldn't think about missing it. But you'd be there. You're in the biggest thing in this town when you walk through them doors right there. Every time we have church, that's the biggest carrying on that's going to happen in this town tonight. And we need to be in there doing our part. I mean, a hopping and a jigging and a shouting and a praising and a clapping our hands and a calling on the name of Jesus. A helping people get victory. Helping people pray through. A helping the pastor preach. A helping the thing happen. We need to be there backing. Hey, this is it. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Man, we're of the church in the world. We're not of the world. Uh, we're the reverse. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I about said it backwards. I won't. Whoa, help me, God. Mm -mm, I'm of the church. When you walk down the street, what are you representing? The world or the church? When you don't pay your tithes, who you're... Oh, erase that. When you don't support the church, who you represent? <laughs> Neglector. Hey, they made candy the other night. If you raised your hand and said you'd be here and you wasn't here, you owe somebody an apology. That's the way the world works. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can count on me. Count on you what? Count on you not being there? That's not what this thing's about. My Lord, I'm going to meddling and Brother Elder's not even here. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know no other way to tell it. I'm sorry. I just been so blunt and so, so you know, it's just the only way I know to do it is blurt it out. Brother Lee Davis just said, you're going to hell, and that was just as blunt as you could put it, and, and I just kind of grew up being hit in the face with a baseball bat when I needed it. You know. But oh how I love that man. Ain't another man in the world like Brother Lee Davis. But he's the one that had said, you got to change. Okay. Where are we at? Have we given out any scripture? Have we read a scripture yet? Oh, help me, Jesus. What is the purpose of the cross? Somebody tell me right quickly. What is the purpose of the cross? All right, salvation, the shedding of the blood. How often do we need to go there? Do we need to go back to the cross? Every day. Every day. Go to the cross. Ah, well, well, well. Purpose of the grave. Purpose of the grave. He went to the, he went to the grave. The Bible said that we are buried with him. How? Well, in baptism, that's water. 
we are buried with him in baptism. So what's the purpose of the grave? Die. The burial. The burial. We've got to go to the grave too. Repent. Be baptized. The purpose of that grave. Oh, help me, Jesus. The purpose of the grave. We will try to give you time for some answers. Oh, my. Oh, my. Why did Jesus ascend? Why did he go up here? So he could send back the Holy Ghost. So you and I could have this spirit that left his body. It'll come into our body. Hey, friend, I'm telling you the truth. You can have the spirit of God in your body today. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank God. When you get that in there, you know, you know what happens? Peace and joy. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, peace, and joy. Too many of us Pentecostals have got these things turned too far down and nobody ever thinks we're happy. We can be the saddest looking bunch of people you ever stood before. God, not him again. Jesus, not that again. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, help me. He ascended that the Holy Ghost would descend. I could have the Holy Ghost. I looked at Brother Butch on his drums a while ago. Just banging away. Sticks just to fly, and he's sitting over just, just like he's having a lot of fun. And I thought, I wonder why I can't do that. I wonder why I can't do that. I tried it once, and, and everybody made me quit. Even tried to play the tambourine once. And that's only, I am the only human being that can get a tambourine on the wrong key. They made me put that down. It really ain't all right because it really is discard. And that's, that's, that's just really, that's really what they, you know, that's really what they mean. <laughs> you're out of, you're kind of out of your comfort zone. You're playing something that you don't need to be playing. Why don't you clap your hands? At least you, nobody won't hear, you know, you can do something. No, they don't want me to sing either, Sister Ellis. I, <laughs> I just... I just kind of, and when it comes to the music department, I, I just kind of shut the door and say, would you stay out of this and let somebody else do it? What are you saying? I'm saying there's a place that I do fit, though. And we all can't be alike and do the same thing. And because you can play the drums and I can't, brother, it don't make me feel inferior. I can be just as happy in church as you are. Amen. You know why? Because I can get a thrill out of him playing the drums and you playing the French harp and her playing the organ. I can get a thrill out of what they're doing. I'm not having to do it, but I can get a thrill out of what they're doing with them by doing it. And the first thing you know, I'm in, I'm in one mind and one accord. And everybody kind of gets to going together in one mind and one accord. And what happens? God begins to move throughout the building. And when God begins to move, people begin to receive the Holy Ghost. 
people began to uh, make things right. People began to realize, hey, this is really, really the way to live. This is the way to live. This is the way to live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. St. John 16 and 7. Who's got it? St. John 16. Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. 16.7 It is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you, the Comforter. That's the Holy Ghost. I will send the Comforter unto you. Amen? Oh, God. John 14, 16, and 17. Oh, here it is. I'll pray the Father. I want to pray the Father. He's going to give you another comfort. I'm a leaving here. It's pleading for you that I go away, but I'm going to pray the Father that he don't leave you comfortless. I'm going to pray he'll send you another comforter. Eat. This comfort is going to abide with you forever. Never have to leave you again. I've got to go, but the comforter that he's going to send you, he is going to be with you forever. Oh, hallelujah. Is that through 17? Oh, even the spirit of truth. Now, whoa, but Butch, I didn't even know you could read, and here you are reading. Hallelujah. Amen. Great. I mean you're learning. What are you saying? Yeah, I, I knew he was. I just cut up with him. Praise God. Yeah. Did you read that last part again? What is truth? When somebody tells you a lie, is that truth? Somebody tells you the truth, it's just that way. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So read it again. Even the Spirit. This comforter brings with it the Spirit of truth. There is no line in the Holy Ghost. You hearing me? It's the Spirit of truth. Read on. Whom the world cannot receive. The world don't see him. They don't know him. They, they don't have the Spirit of truth. They don't have the spirit of truth. They don't see him. They don't know him. He is like somebody telling a little story, a bedtime story. There was a babe born. His name is Jesus. No, but the spirit of truth will tell you the Holy Ghost has got the spirit of truth in it. And anytime anybody, now, now listen to me. This is being taped, I'm sure. But any time anybody tells you the Holy Ghost said tongues and interpretations is given and it is contrary and contradictory to the Word of God, you better believe that was a message but not from God. Because the Holy Ghost will not speak nothing but truth. Nothing but truth. Somebody said, be careful with this stuff. The, God said, the Holy Ghost said, God showed me, 
be sure that it was God that done it. Or you might be telling an untruth. Is that all that, Brother Butch? Read on. But you know him. For he dwelleth in you. All right. He's going to be in you. That is the comforter. Hmm. No kids up here, I can say this. Sister B, isn't it wonderful to have a comforter through all of the struggles of life? All the sister B, last time some kids come and straightened me out. That's not sister B. Well, she's been sister B to me ever since I can remember. But it's a comforter. What's a comforter? When I'm in trouble, when I'm facing trouble, when I'm looking at a bad situation or open your eyes in a bad circumstance, you find yourself in the midst of a, of a terrible condition or situation. Do we just fall apart and say, oh God, it's all over? Why not? Because we got a comforter. We got a comforter. We have the Holy Ghost. Just wait on it. You got to talk to it. It's not way off out yonder somewhere. It's in you. Hey, you said, well, it's bad to talk to yourself. No, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to my Holy Ghost. It's all right to talk to the Holy Ghost. They will let them old men talk to themselves. Well, we're talking to the Holy Ghost. Come on. Not way out yonder somewhere. It's right here. That's where you can say, whip him, Holy Ghost. Jump on him because he's right here to do it. No about the devil now. That's all. Only the devil. Praise God. The comforter. The comforter. When I fell in that, that Sunday morning and, and, and Sister Jones stayed as calm as she is, I thought, oh boy. When I, she walked into the room when I was alert enough to know that she was in there and she was still as calm as she is. And she said, well, honey, we ain't got nothing to worry about. Well, I, I wasn't worrying anyway. I mean, I just, you know, kind of there, but... I thought, nothing to worry about. We ain't got nothing to worry about. You know who tried to put worry in my mind? Oh, God, I hope this is on tape. I, 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 I'm going to tell you who tried to put worry in my mind. It was my friends that would come by and they'd say, Oh, Brother Jones, my God, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. I'm already sick. No, I wasn't sick. I was just down. I don't know what I was. I don't know whether it was up, down, backwards, upside down, or what. You just kind of don't know. I'm sorry, but that's the way it was. And then here they come, some of the people. They really want to help you. They really do. But we need to weigh our words. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. It is. If you need anything, let me know. I'm your friend. And then in walked somebody one morning at daybreak, just real, real early morning, and, and I was, was awake, and this brother walked in. He's not a preacher. He's just a saint in the church. He walked in. He said, Brother Jones said, I, I come by to see you before I go to work. And I brought you a $100 bill and just lay it here. I'll see you later. He said, I'm not one of these that say if you need something. I know good and well you've got to be needing something. Just pray for me. And out the door he went. It wasn't the $100 that meant so much. 
But it was a man that recognized his needs without saying, well, you, you know, I'm, I'm a terrible beggar. And this is my wife. Aren't we all? If we're going to say something to one another, we got the Holy Ghost, we should be comforting words. My God, little bitch, I hope you pull through this and make it. What have you done? You planted doubt in his mind that, that you even doubt he's going to make it. I hope you pull through this and make it up. Oh, Brother Butch, get your chin up and tell the devil to go to hell where he belongs and watch right on. My God, you don't have to back down, Brother Devil. Oh, don't say that in our church. Well, Jesus said that's what hell was made for, and I can say it. Devil, you go to hell, that was made for you. I don't want no part of it. Oh, the comforter. We're talking about the comforter. I've got off of my lesson. I don't even know whether I had a lesson or not, but I'm just here to tell you something. My God, we are trying to make heaven, aren't we? We are trying to help you make heaven, aren't we? we got friends out there we want to make heaven, don't we? And people we don't even know we want to make heaven, don't we? And the only way we're going to do it is be able to be share this truth and comforter. They go together. You can't separate them. If you lie to me, you're not a comfort. Tell me the truth and, and help me. Amen. What did we just read? John fifteen twenty six. John fifteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things. He'll bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I've said unto you. Now, the Holy Ghost is, is going to bring you and keep you lined up. Turn to 16.13, brother. While you're there, right there. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant's not greater than the Lord. Okay? Let's back up 1526. Of me. There we are. Okay? Now, I don't know. What time is it? Okay, Matthew 6.24. Here we are. Matthew 24. Matthew 6.24. Somebody get me 1 John 4 and 1. Someone get 2 Corinthians 6.17. Okay. No man, no man can serve two masters. Now, you can't serve both of them here. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold the one and despise the other. You just can't serve them both. You cannot serve God and mammon. So get it out of your mind that you can stay in the world and be saved. You can't serve God living worldly. We must 
go by the book, by the word. Second Corinthians six seventeen. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith who? The Lord said this. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean things, and I'll receive you. Touch not the unclean things, and I'll receive you. What's unclean? See, every scripture we've read has got a Bible study in You can take an hour on every one of them, I'm telling you. But, but when he said, come out from among you, be you separate, and touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you. What is the unclean thing? Don't get wrapped up in it. Don't touch the unclean thing. I'll receive you. Come out from them. Be you separate. Be you separate. You'll stand alone on your job. You'll stand alone in your neighborhood. You'll stand alone wherever you walk down the street. You 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 won't fit nowhere. You don't belong nowhere. You just you just you know you know why we have so much church because we all we are jointly fitted together. We fit here. We feel comfortable here. Even around my own folks, I got children that don't even want to come to my house because they're not comfortable in my home. They don't fit. Their ways of life are not our ways of life. They're my children. I love them. They don't mean and, and they love me. It don't mean they don't love me. But they're not comfortable because they don't fit. That's why we come to church. I fit here. Whether you like me or not, I fit here. Hallelujah. My God. I'm just an old sinner boy that got saved. And, and I understand some of, you know, your feelings. And, and uh, I look back at some of these young ones sitting there. Whew, Jesus. They just don't know what's in front of them. If I could tell y'all what was in front of you living for God, when he goes to opening doors and he's your comfort, and you find out one of these days you really need a comforter, and, and you dial Sister Elder and she ain't at home. You dial Brother Elder and he's not at home. And, and you dial your best friend in the church and they're not at home. And, and you desperately need somebody. You, now, I mean right now I need somebody. And all of a sudden it dawns on you. Oh, I got it. <laughs> it's in me. And you say, Jesus, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother is right here. And what do you say? You say to the situation, whatever it is, call it by name. You troubling spirit. You've troubled me as long as you're going to trouble me. I, I just bind you by the power of the blood and the authority of the name. You get. Don't you come back around here bothering me no more. Well, I drove in here the other night and it was ice cold and, and I went off and left all my chicken house open. We got $10,000 worth of equipment in five different houses. That's $50,000 worth of water equipment in the houses that could freeze and bust. And I thought, oh God, I drove off and left it all wide open. Doors open, curtains down, everything wide open and it turned zero. And the devil said, uh-huh, see, you went somewhere to preach when you ought to have been at home. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. In Him, we have confidence. That if we ask anything, 
said, Lord, I can't be tormented with a bunch of stinking, stupid chicken manure. Waters. So you help me. Call your daughter-in-law. Tell her to tell your son. Go out there and take care of it. So I called my daughter-in-law where she worked, and I said, ma'am, get this message to Jeannie. Today it's important because them houses have got to be, understand, we raise chickens, understand, understand. So I just come to church, thought everything took care of. The next afternoon late, my son called me and said, Dad, I didn't get the message till tonight, and it froze last night. And I said, well, so? He said, yeah, but Dad, everything's froze solid. I said, roll the curtains up, shut the doors, turn the brooders on, forget it. This son, don't get upset about it. He said, but Dad, Dad, son, this, this, so he called last night, he said, Dad, you cut the water off, didn't you? I said, sure did. He said, no wonder I couldn't get no water. I thought everything was so solid and you had the water cut off. You see, the devil would have tormented us to death. To the point I got in my car and went home if I'd have, if I'd have let him. No, devil. <laughs> you lying outfit, my God. What am I serving God for? I got a comforter. I reached over and got my wife by the hand. I said, here, the Bible said we're to agree on one thing. You got to agree with me. Ain't nothing going wrong in them chicken houses while I'm gone. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, church, I'm not saying that to be smart. I'm trying to tell you youngins and us that this is the way God works with us when you walk with Him, when you love Him, and when you serve Him. And, you, and He's your friend. He is your friend. Man, He's your present help in the time of need. Well, you can even tell the bulldog, get back in the pen. You lousy dog, in the name of Jesus, get in that pen quit bothering me. You try it in the name of Jesus. Ain't nothing coming through that name of the power of the name of Jesus if you know how to use it. Nothing. Oh, I see a bunch of question marks. Oh, Jesus. I, well, we're talking about a Christian walk. I'm sorry I've shotgunned you so this morning. <coughs> if if I could have just stayed another week, we'd have had it every night, just like it, just keep going. But uh, brother elders, I just could not. No man can serve the two masters. First Timothy four one. Close. First Timothy four one. Now, the Spirit speaking. Now, we, 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 we're talking about a Spirit working with us. Who is the Spirit? God and Jesus, you're right. Now, the Spirit, it speaks expressively that in the last time, the latter times, uh-oh, some shall depart from the faith. Are you a departer? Listen to me. Look up here. Hey, you're supposed to be listening to me. Are you going to be a quitter? In the last times, he said, some shall depart from the what? From the faith. Some's going to walk away from the faith. Are you going to be one of them? Now, the Spirit's saying this. Giving heed. Giving heed. How are they going to be drawn away? How are we going to lose out? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 
People are going to be drawn out of the bride of Christ. Failed to be in the rapture of the church because of seducing spirits. Pentecostal ladies, for God's sakes, don't be a seducer. You hear me? Be holy and godly. Be a woman. Be a holy woman. Act like a, a woman is supposed to act. Don't leave any hints or suggestions. That's good teaching, Brother Jones. And men, be men. Be men. Be men. Don't create. Don't be suggestive. You're supposed to be the comforter. You're supposed to be help them to be saved, not lost. Well, I feel a little old snag right here. And man, I should have got on this about an hour ago. It is a spirit. If you've got that spirit, if you've got a spirit that, that you're not being able to handle, I'm pulling my glass off. can't say you look at me because I don't want to say you frown. But if you've got a spirit in you, you say, but I love God. I really love God. <coughs> Pardon me. But I do have this problem. You can have the Holy Ghost and have a problem. How? Because you begin to yield to this seducing spirit and doctrines of the devil. There is no such thing as living together before marriage under the eyes of God. I'm sorry. If you are, you better stop it. You don't want the rapture to take place with you laying in bed with somebody that you're not married to. These seducing spirits of this age are sexual, sexual, and sexual. Yeah, but you're too old of a man. You don't get too old of a man to notice this. I just read where Abraham and Sarah got excited after the age of a hundred. So don't exempt yourself before you are exemptable. Sorry. I'm trying to help you be saved. Trying to help you be saved. Seducing spirits and doctrines of devils has created our churches more havoc. Oh, Lord, I, I told you I'd quit. I'm going to have to do a lie. And I, I didn't tell you when, though. I didn't put a time on it, I hope. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, no, it's 15 minutes till. We can't get in till 2 o'clock to eat anyway. The crowd will be there. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
Turn to the book of Mark, chapter 5 and verse 8. <clears throat> you know, at the beginning of the service, I really felt like we would be praying for a lot of spirits. We may be. We may be before the, the day is over. But at this particular moment, I feel like we need to understand where we are with God right now. Now, there's seducing spirits going on. And, and he said, Brother Elder called and told you something. No, you don't know Brother Elder. He ain't never going to tell you nothing. And if a preacher went to tell me the troubles he had in his church and wanted me to come preach about him, I wouldn't go. I told you I wasn't a garbage can. If God wants to tell me something and show me something, hey, I can have fun cleaning on that. But I really like to catch my own fish. Read Mark 5, 8. Let's back up a little. Back up a few scriptures. Who are we talking about? Start with 6. This is the, this is the boy with a legion of demons. When he saw Jesus, Afar off. He wasn't even close to him. He was afar off. He ran. And he worshipped him. And he cried with a loud voice. And he said. Oh what have I to do with thee Jesus. Now, now that loud voice wasn't the man. What have I got to do with you Jesus. That's what something's saying in some of you right here this morning. I feel it. Some of you sitting here with that same little old spirit said, well, what have I got to do with this? I tell you what you've got to do with this. Obey it. Accept it. Comprehend it. They cried out, what have I got to do with thee, Jesus? Son of the Most High God. Devils know who he is. You know who made the devil? Who created the devil? You think he don't know him? You think them imps don't know him? And we're afraid of him because God created him and here we are born again, heirs with the Christ, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatsoever he done, he said we could do. He said, great is he that's in you that he's in the world. And we're afraid of what he created. He's down here just trying to fill my mind full of junk. Come on, our God's bigger than this. Here's this man. Here he is, full. I mean, he's full. He's a legion of them. And when he sees Jesus, he said, I know who'll take care of this problem. Well, here he goes. Woo, he went and ran into Jesus. And when he got there, the devil said, Well, what do we got to do with these, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? What do we got to do with you? Oh, well, we ain't got nothing to do with you, but he's got something to do with you. You sure ain't going to do nothing with Jesus, but he's fixing to do something with you, you lousy thing. Well, how did he get there? The man brought him there. That's how he got there. Read. Oh, right. Go ahead. Hold it. 
the, the Spirit speaking. I adjure you. I adjure you, Jesus, that you don't bother me. Leave me alone, Jesus. And here that boy is. He run to worship Jesus. And then hear this nasty thing on the inside of him and said, Oh, we ain't got nothing to do with you, thou most high God, son of the living God. I adjure you, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave you alone, all right. All alone. Without a body. You're going to be so alone, you're going to be begging to live in a hog. That's how alone you're going to get. Hallelujah. And we are back off from this? Uh-uh. Oh, hallelujah. No way, no way. Thank you, Jesus. What else, Brother Butch? For Jesus said unto him, Come out of that man. Oh, an unclean spirit. Seducing spirit. Seducing spirit, unclean spirit. Boy, we need a lesson. You know, here I am, bapping my head again. But the unclean spirits, seducing spirit, they're unclean. They give you unclean thoughts. And don't raise your hand. Don't tell me you never had an unclean thought. Oh, don't get most holier than thou on me. Be careful. But when you do have an unclean thought, you don't say, Oh, stay there and let me meditate on you a while, honey. I kind of like that thought. Oh, no, you don't do that. You look around and you see where that thing's coming from. And then you attack it. Get out of here, you unclean spirit with your unclean thoughts, clear my mind, leave me by the power of the blood and the authority of the name, I command you to go. Now, not tomorrow, right now you get out of here, Jesus. And Jesus just said, I command you to go, you unclean spirit, read Jesus said, what's your name? Oh, I'm Legion. Are you scared of me now? There's a bunch of, I mean, I'm Legion. You're talking to Legion. You're just one, you're, you're just Jesus Christ. I'm Legion. I mean, there's a bunch of me. You know who you're dealing with, Jesus? You know who you're dealing with? Isn't it like the devil? Do you know who you're up against? Do you know what you're talking about? Do you know all of <laughs> Read on. There's many of them.
There's your story. Does it pay to have a Christian walk? Now the rapture of the church is going to take place. Uh, you know, that's not the end of the world. The rapture of the church is not the end of the world. It's not the beginning of the eighth day or eternity. There's things that's going to happen and things that's got to take place. But this is where you and I get out of here. Regardless where you believe it takes place, before or after, in the middle or whatever, don't make no difference. That is our exit right there. Whether we're in the grave or above the grave, this is our exit right here. But for us to be able to go in that, we have got to understand what I've been trying to teach to you today, that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He is the door to the church. You must come through Jesus. There's no other way. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's just one way. There's just one body. There's not a bunch of bodies. There's one body. Jesus Christ is the head of that body. And we are fitly joined together in this body. It is not a church denomination. It is the body of Christ. It is the bride of Christ. Amen. And that's what it is. You'll turn to 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 7. I'm going to read it. For men should be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontentment, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Now you young ones, you new ones, there's some things you just have to turn away from and walk off. Because that's what's in the world. And you just have to turn away. Praise the Lord. Would you stand? Would you stand? I'm going to let you rest your body. We're, we're, there's no end to this. This is no end. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Raise your hands and just love Him.